When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com, take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime, from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Grace Emmy Rose Mullane was born on December 2nd, 1996 in Wickford, Essex. Parents Julian and David. She also had two brothers. Grace's family described her as a lovely, outgoing, fun-loving, family-oriented daughter, and being that family were so close, Grace kept in daily contact with her siblings and parents, even while away at the University of Lincoln. It was 2018, and 21-year-old Grace Mullane had finally graduated with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing. Like most young people around this age, Grace decided that she would celebrate the end of her university education with a gap year. Before she settled down into a steady career, she wanted to take a year out to travel South America before heading to New Zealand to tour there. She set out for a 10-month solo adventure in October 2018. She spent six weeks traveling to South America, and on November 20th, 2018, she now arrived in New Zealand and ready for a two-week stay, traveling around the upper North Island. She had arrived at the base backpackers hostel in Auckland on November 30th, just in time for the weekend. As mentioned, Grace was solo backpacking, so she must have gotten alone later in her trip. In an attempt to meet new people while on her travels, she had begun to use the popular dating app, Tinder. <clears throat> Didn't take long before someone caught the eye of Grace on the app. This was 28-year-old Jesse Kempson. Kempson was born on December 28, 1991, in the Lower Hutt, New Zealand, but grew up in Wellington. His parents split up when he was young, and for a time he was brought up by his grandparents. He moved to Australia with his mother as a teenager, but by 2016, he was back in New Zealand and living at a boarding house in Wellington. Little did Grace know that Kempson had a more sinister side to him. He could be very charming, and he used this to his advantage to manipulate people. The former landlord of his, of his, who was owed months and months of rent and money by Kemper, 
spoke out about how he had claimed to be a professional softball player freshly signed by New Zealand's national softball team, the Black Sox. After about eight weeks of excuses, the landlord said he got in touch with Black Sox management, who he said had never heard of this guy. Gibson did a runner shortly after, leaving the landlord more than $700 out of pocket. He was a very convincing lawyer. Or liar, excuse me. At times, he had also claimed to have a bachelor's degree in international law. Said he came from a family of millionaires who were looking to buy a top Auckland restaurant, had contacts within Immigration New Zealand, and a slew of other lies told the people. In reality, Jesse Kemper was nothing more than a fantasist who could only impress people with wild lies. He lived in a boarding house in Green Lane, a suburb in Auckland, New Zealand, with roommates who also spoke of his disturbing, untrustworthy behavior before he eventually moved into city life apartments. He failed to change his ways and trouble followed him. One woman he lived with claims he stole money from her home, while his city life landlord was also left thousands of dollars down. After Jesse told him that he got paid monthly, he had failed to make any payment at all. The landlord said Kempson came across as plausible and clean when they met in 2018, remarking, quote, Generally, he was an extremely tidy, well-dressed person. He didn't look suspicious on the surface. Kempson was an enigma in many, to many, lying his way through life, and it seemed to work. He also seemed to get away with it time and time again. Over in the hostel where Grace was staying, she was happily conversing with Jesse. The unsuspecting 21-year-old was obviously charmed by Jesse, even sending a text to her close friend back home telling her, I click with him so well. Little did Grace know that this would be the last communication she would have with the friends and family she left behind in Britain, those who loved her so much. Being that this was a Saturday and her 22nd birthday was the next day, Grace didn't want to spend it alone and decided to go out to celebrate. She decided that it was time to meet up with Jesse Kemper. After all, Jesse lived five minutes down the road from where Grace was staying, and it made sense to get to know each other a little bit, a little better. Grace got ready for her big night out and felt nothing other than excitement and optimism for the evening ahead. Leaving the base back, backpackers hostel in Auckland, she strode out in the city center streets, dressed in a neat, neat-length black dress, clutching a small handbag just as the rain that day was coming to an end. As Grace's final evening was portrayed on CCTV, she had no idea that she was about to be in the presence of a monster. Jesse Kempson was heavily built and had a history of engaging in violent sex. In fact, just eight months before, Kempson had brutally raped another British tourist. Also, unbeknownst to Grace, Jesse Kemper had a busy few months on Tinder. He had shared a number of conversations with women on the app, in which he told one he liked, quote, feet dominating and strangulation. He boasted to another Tinder date that he was the cousin of an all-black star before they engaged in a sex act during which she had to fight for her life. Then, days before he met Grace, he hooked up with a waitress, which led to a night of what she described as rough sex, during which he put his hand around her throat. As he prepared to join Grace on their night out, Kempson dropped into his local bar, Blue Stone uh, Room, right next to the City Life Hotel, where he was living. CCTV shows him downing four bottles of beer in the half hour before their arranged meeting, cutting a lonely figure in a drinking house well off the main drag. Grace, meanwhile, was at the base of the Sky Tower early, the place they agreed to meet. This shows her anticipation to hopefully begin a holiday romance. The Sky Tower is very well known in New England's biggest city, and it was one of the most obvious icons on the city's skyline, visible for miles around and the focus of many events. Most importantly, it was highly public and the sort of location where Grace should have felt safe to meet someone. More video images showed her taking a photo on her phone of a Christmas tree to send her parents, one of the many festive displays on, 
on show to get Auckland'ers in the spirit for the coming weeks ahead. As Kempson arrived, the pair recognized each other almost immediately, and he gave her a hug as she smiled and moved towards him. Their first stop was a burger restaurant and bar on the first floor of the Sky City Complex. Their entire time together in Sky City was caught on camera and the footage shown to the jury. And the footage shown to the jury shows them chatting as they go up on an escalator to Andy's Burger and Bar, where they ordered cocktails from a barman and moved on to a tape table to talk. At some point they must have discussed payment, as Kempson made sure that he was the one who used the card to purchase the drinks. An hour and a half later, they left the bar and headed back outside and onto a restaurant. Less than a block away, the Mexican cafe. After downing two jugs of margarita and one of sangria, Jesse again arranged himself so he could pay the bill as they left the cafe and headed to the Blue Stone Room, where he had been drinking alone earlier. Gibson appeared completely relaxed. It is obvious he felt comfortable as he placed his arm around the man who went to serve, him to serve drinks. Grace, too, seemed very happy. She had been talking rapidly, appearing to be explaining something keenly to her date, smiling constantly, and using her hands to emphasize what she was saying. At 8.40, Kempson put his hands behind Grace's head and pulled it towards him, towards his, kissing her for a second or so. Over the next hour, they kissed several times more, only stopping briefly while Kempson walked out of the shot and Grace checked her phone. As it turned out, sending her final message to her friend. Then Grace also walked out of shot as he checked his phone. In fact, it was this one act that led police right to him. He had gone onto his phone to post a message on her Facebook profile picture saying, She was beautifully, beautiful, very radiant. Soon after 9.30pm, the footage showed them leaving and heading to the lobby of the City Life Hotel. Where they entered the elevator, Jesse fumbled for his keycard as they headed towards room 308. Exactly what happened in the room after the couple arrived isn't known apart from the fact that Kempson murdered Grace. However, by 1.30 a.m., Grace lay dead inside the room. What is known is that Jesse did not call emergency services, nor ask for help when she died. After Grace's death, Kempson carried out a number of internet searches, which indicated not just how unconcerned he was about her death, but how he was actively plotting to conceal it. Using his mobile phone, he looked up hot as fire and... Wait at her ranges, the location where he would later try to bury Grace in a shallow grave. Then the kill Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They trolled a porn, porn website called Pornhub for videos to watch. He also took seven intimate photographs of Grace's dead body, including close-ups, manipulating her body to get the shots he wanted. The following morning, with Grace still lying dead in room 308, he texted another woman he had met on Tinder, trying to arrange a date for later that day. Shortly after, he was again caught on CCTV buying a suitcase. Footage showed him going from his room to a leisure store to buy the suitcase, then to a supermarket to buy some cleaning products, and then to a car hire firm. A picture shown in the trial was his room carpet stained by luminol, a chemical used by police to reveal bloodstains which have previously been cleaned up. He ran in a red Toyota car and his gracefully did in his hotel room, Headed out in the afternoon to meet up with the woman he had been texting earlier in the day at a bar in a trendy Auckland suburb. 
The woman, a former journalist who can't be named, but who, like the killer, was 27, found her date very intense, quite calm. Soon after meeting her in a bar called Revelry, he told her that all his friends were police officers, and his closest friend was coming to New Zealand to be a Crown prosecutor. As they discussed the murder trial she had once attended, he told her, It's crazy how guys can make one wrong move and go to jail for the rest of their life. He then went on to say that he had heard about a guy who asked his girlfriend how rough sex but had gone wrong, but she had died in the process. Prosecution in his trial said that they believed he was testing out the story he planned to peddle on her to see how it played out. She said, quote, I think he was in his own world telling the story. I think just I think I just felt a bit uncomfortable. I changed the topic to traveling into South Island. He continued to tell them the real lies in the course of their conversation. He became increasingly uneasy. When she left the bar, she said she avoided walking directly back to her car. Despite her anxiety, he later texted her, asking for another date, which she turned down. After he got back to his room, at about 5.45pm on December 2nd, he hired a machine called a rug doctor, with the aim of cleaning the carpet thoroughly, and telling the shop he got it he got it from it was to remove a red wine stain. Then he parked his rental car outside the hotel, picked up a trolley from the reception, went upstairs and returned with the trolley, which was now carrying two large suitcases, one of which was the same as the one he bought earlier loaded the cases into the car, and moved it into a nearby car park. The silver suitcase contained Grace's body, while a second case acted as a cover to avoid suspicion. Throughout the day, CCTV reveals he changed his clothes repeatedly. Earlier the next day, at 6.15am, Kempson was filmed leaving the hotel and driving up in his car, stopping only to buy a shovel at a store out of town. By the time Grace's parents at this time, Grace's parents became concerned after she did not reply to birthday wishes they sent her. Three days later, Grace was reported missing by her parents, and a huge hunt got underway. Timpson was interviewed for the first time. On December 7, 2018, Grace's father, David, arrived in New Zealand to make an emotional appeal for any information about his daughter's disappearance. Jesse had been identified by a detective as a person of interest after Grace's mother had spotted that he had left a message on her Facebook page at 9.29 on December 1st, just 11 minutes before they left the Bluestone room and went to his room. <clears throat> Detective Diane Levinson sent him a message and asked him to get in touch. They spoke the next morning and the killer told her he had met Grace, but they parted at 10 p.m. on a Saturday, and that was the last time he saw. When another detective rang him to arrange a meeting, he said he would come in to give a formal statement later that day. Before he came in, however, he was spotted by another officer at the City Life Hotel. Officers had not expected to see him there and became suspicious. They ran after him and found him in a shop nearby, hauling him in for his first interview. He described the night he had spent together, but stuck to his claim that he had left her at 10. In the meantime, the police acquired the CCTV from the hotel, which proved he was lying. By the time of his second interview, he had no choice but to admit killing Grace, relying instead on the excuse that she had died during sex by accident after she asked him to choke her in an attempt to make sex more pleasurable. Asked in the second interview by his own lawyer why he was changing his story, he said he wanted Miss Mullane's family to have closure, and no, it wasn't intentional. Following the interview, he was arrested and took officers to Grace's body. Grace's body was found on December 9th at around 4 p.m. She had been buried off, off Scenic Drive in the... Wadakia Ranges is a regional park. A post-morning examination was done on December 10th. The autopsy determined that Grace had been strangled and bruises on her body were consistent with being restrained. The murder trial began in Auckland on November 4th, 2019. 
Gibson attempted to explain Grace's death as being accidental after rough intercourse had gone horribly wrong. The jury rejected his claim and found him guilty. Jesse Gibson was convicted of murder on November 22, 2019, when he was 27 years old. During his trial, he was described as a sociopath who made some of the women he met or communicated with on twin Tinder highly uncomfortable. It later emerged that he took another British tourist out on a Tinder date before bringing her back to his Auckland motel room eight months before he killed Grace. Gibson raped that tourist in 21 while she lay on the bed crying and frozen with fear after she refused to have sex with him. She kept the attack secret until she recognized Kempson from the media coverage the day he was charged with Grace's murder. She later told the court that for a long time she had woken up crying, screaming with flashbacks and nightmares, terrified that her attacker would track her down. She said, quote, every time I went to sleep, I'd see your eyes popping out of your head and staring at me in anger. Another of the women he communicated with on the internet, who was weary of actually meeting him, but shared a series of messages in which he detailed his sexual preferences, saying he admitted to her why he enjoyed doing what he did. The witness, the witness whose identity is protected, said, quote, he said it was because it made him feel more superior and in control. It was this desire for domination, as the prosecution asserted, which brought about Grace's death. In another trial, he was convinced of terrorizing his living girlfriend over a period of months. He subjected her to violent assaults, threatened her with a butcher's knife, and forced her into humiliating sex acts after telling her he had been sent by the CIA to kill her. Gibson was unwilling to accept what he had done and showed no remorse, shouting at a judge in one of his three trials, quote, You have no reason to convict me. You're full of shit, mate. For many months, his identity was protected by the justice process in New Zealand, but that was finally removed when he lost an appeal against his conviction and sentence for murdering Grace. He was jailed for 17 years to run concurrently, with the other two sentences of 11 years that he received for his previous sex attacks. He continues, however, to appeal his other two convictions. Grace's remains were sent home, and her funeral took place at her Brentwood Cathedral funeral, which, where she was surrounded once again, her loved ones. Sadly, just weeks after his daughter's murder trial, David Mullane was diagnosed with cancer and passed away just two years later in November 2020. And before we go, we'd like to remind you of our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Today's digital age, your online privacy and security are more important than ever. Whether you're working from home, streaming your favorite shows, exploring the vast corners of the internet, you need a VPN that's fast, reliable, and most importantly, secure. Check out ExpressVPN, the key to unlocking a safer, unrestricted internet experience. Why ExpressVPN? Well, they have servers in 94 countries, opening the door to a world of content. Say goodbye to geo restrictions and hello to your favorite websites and streaming services, no matter where you are. Enjoy blazing fast speeds with an unlimited bandwidth, without lag. They have the best-in-class encryption. Your data is protected with 256-bit AES encryption. And there's a no-logging policy. Your privacy is their priority. They do not and will never log traffic data, DNS queries, or anything that can be used to identify you. Surf with peace of mind knowing your information is safe. With just a few clicks, you can connect to ExpressVPN on any device. Their user-friendly apps are available for Windows, Mac, iOS, Android, and more, making it easy to secure your digital life. And best of all, they offer 24-7 customer support. Join today, and you can take advantage of the 30-day money-back guarantee. Experience the internet with no boundaries, no restrictions, and utmost security. ExpressVPN is your trusted partner in online privacy and freedom.
And before we go, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Leave a comment in the comment section below. Of course, if you want to support the channel, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. Follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps.